0: Welcome to the 1110 Leadership Podcast, where we tackle issues at the intersection of leadership, faith, and culture. I'm your host, Rob Shields, Vice President of Strategy in 1110 Leadership, and I'm joined by my co-host, founder and CEO of 1110 Leadership, David Spickard. Proverbs 1110 lays out a bold and countercultural vision. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. We're here to ask, what does it look like practically to be this type of leader? leaders willing to invest everything they have so that everyone around them can thrive. Join us on the journey as we lean in, listen, and learn how to become Proverbs eleven ten kind of leaders, the kind of leaders that make our cities rejoice. David. Rob, what's up? How you up? doing?
1: I'm good. How are you? Yeah,
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited for another conversation. Episode eight. That's awesome. We're not to double digits yet. But we're trending. We're trending in the right direction. (laughs) I've never been trending. No, I haven't either. I don't think that's a goal I have in life, nor do you, which is why we work so well together. That's not why we're doing this. But we talk about how to build thriving cultures within companies. And I know celebrating milestones is a part of that. We probably should decide what episode is worth celebrating. 10 feels too early. Or, or is it? Is it too early to celebrate?
1: I don't know. I don't think you can ever. You don't want to over-celebrate. No. But you certainly don't want to under-celebrate.
0: It's like that line from The Incredibles. I only have, I'm small kids, I only have cartoon references. But if, if everyone is special, no one is. You know, if everyone mm-hmm. is, if every episode is special, then then none are. But you know what? Let's just decide that eight is not the magic number. And for our, hopefully our listeners are excited to know that this is not the end.
1: But we, but we certainly are excited about episode eight. It is. It, it is special
0: today. in in a, in a way, just not in a way worth necessarily you know getting balloons and cupcakes for. But all right, that's that could be its own tangent. Uh, we're here. I, I hope that folks were intrigued by the title. I really hope because we've got an exciting update for our listeners. David, you're publishing your first book. That's worth celebrating. If we had a lot of bells and whistles on production, that's when when, like, you know, audio confetti would come out. You know, you'd hear a lot of the thousands Mm -hmm. of people cheering, right? So that we're, we're, maybe we can find a way to do that, Mm -hmm. but that's a big deal, right? And the title of the episode mirrors the title of this book. You've written a book called The Just Leader, Thriving in a Fractured World. Now I know this project is a culmination of many years of your experience and the wisdom you've gained really in the trenches of leadership, both nonprofit space and your background for the listeners who are familiar. But then also with your work more recently, coaching and equipping business leaders. Some of our listeners who are more familiar with your journey know some of the background of this book and the story behind it. But for those who don't, um, who are brand new to the podcast, maybe this is their first episode, tell us what motivated you to write this book uh, the just leader? Why Why is it going out into the world? Why now?
1: <laughs> well, like you said, Rob, it is a culmination of my own journey, my personal experience, and the things that I've been able to learn and uh, understand primarily from the ex- incredible people that I've been able to work with who have shown me worlds that I did not know and helped me understand principles that enable people to be all that God designed them to be. I felt like there was an opportunity to capture those principles and experiences in a book. And honestly, I had a lot of people who encouraged me to write a book. You know, the first step I've learned in writing a book is believing you have something worthy to share. And oftentimes, you know, for us personally, we don't feel that way. We don't feel like the things that we have are that worthy of sharing, and yet so many people around me encouraged me that the things that I had experienced and the principles that we were discussing as leaders are things that needed to be shared. And in particular, what I found is that there was an opportunity to talk about the issues in the book, and and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we go through the podcast, but how we understand faith and leadership, and then how that connects to what it means to be just, and in particular, how that is applied in the business context. In my experience, as I uh, was in environments where people were engaging really challenging issues of our society uh, that relate to issues of justice in particular, and for those of you who may not be familiar with my background, I've led an organization called Jobs for Life where we helped primarily low-income men and women understand the value and dignity of work and help them find and keep meaningful employment. And that allowed me to go into many cities across the country and be primarily in underserved communities and getting exposed to the issues of poverty and joblessness and issues of race and other challenging issues that are, were keeping people from finding employment and again <clears throat> thriving in their world and seeing communities that were being burdened by these issues. And often found that the issues that we were discussing require business solutions, whether it was jobs or, you know, affordable housing or other Uh, opportunities that would allow people to have access to resources. And oftentimes, business leaders were not a part of those conversations. And I wanted to create space for us to discuss these issues in a way that business leaders would lean into these topics and to be a part of these conversations. Because in my experience, too, what I would say is that as I begin to learn God's heart for justice and the way it is central to who He is, what He's about, what He loves, and what He's called us to do, we end up as, as Christians, those of us who come from a biblical Christian worldview, we begin to see the gospel more fully. And I, in my own personal experience, I began to realize that adding this piece of understanding God's justice allowed me to feel like the gospel was more robust for me. Hmm. And as a result, this became something that allowed me to experience more of God's fullness. So I wanted to put that down in writing And share those stories, share those experiences, share those principles that I learned so that others could experience the same thing.
0: I want to camp out on the title because I feel like there's a bridge here that we make in our work that, you know, for our listeners who've been listening to our previous series on how to thrive in the workplace There's a clear through line here, and it's pretty obvious in your title. And I'd love for you just to camp out there for a bit, maybe for folks who were now using some terms that did not come up in the Thrive series, but very much are embedded and go back and forth with these terms and use them really interchangeably in the book. Mm -hmm. And that's, and you start with the title, the just leader. So there's the justice right front and center. And you follow that with your byline of thriving in a fractured world. So Will you just set that tone for the listener, especially the listener who's new to, okay, I, I've been tracking with you for these first you know, seven episodes, thriving in a fractured world. I get that. I've I, I heard that language and heard you break down that acronym, but how does that connect with justice, being just as a leader? Make that make sense to me, David, and why are those separate things that you do that you kind of keep bifurcated or are they the same conversation? Say more things. Well, it makes sense
1: uh, for us to talk about this now, coming off the Thrive series that we just did, because we really are about helping leaders thrive so that their employees and companies can thrive and ultimately our communities can thrive. But I think what we're, what we're saying and what we're trying to set up, which is what we're going to talk about more deeply as we continue our co- podcast, is this unique secret sauce of what it means to thrive. And we found the pathway to thriving comes through this idea of being just as a just leader. And we all know that we live in a world that's fractured. I think, you know, we don't have con- to convince each other that we're living in a time <clears throat> where we are experiencing that fractured world where. There's a lot of disagreement or discontent or people choosing sides, and it's more visible. It's more exposed. We see it in broadly in our media or out in the world on social media, but we then also experience it personally and in our small context with our families, with our friends, with our Employees, our coworkers, our environments at work. And so leadership has become much more complex. It's requiring leaders to have a special measure of emotional intelligence to know how to navigate these fractured pieces that we are experiencing within our contexts. And the requirement of responding to and having insight around issues of justice is now required. It's no longer optional. We can't avoid these issues anymore as leaders, or if we do, our companies or our organizations will be left behind. And now in order for leaders to be great or for even leaders to thrive, They need to know how to be just. And so it's critical. We're seeing this not just as a means through which people thrive, you know, and everybody wants to thrive. I mean, it's kind of where we're made, you know, we're created to thrive. And yet there's so many things that bog us down. And for many, we're exhausted and particularly exhausted with the cultural times that we're in. We don't know how to navigate these things. And so it's paramount that we start to address them. We do it in a way that's not motivated by guilt and shame, you know, like we have to do this or we're obligated to do this or we're seen as the problem and therefore we have to figure out how to do this. But God gives a much greater vision for what this is all about. And somehow it's been buried. I don't know how we've missed it, you know, in reading scripture or growing up in our churches and the way we've been discipled to understand how central, again, this is to who God is and what he's about. But it's so paramount for leaders to understand these principles because this is where our culture is headed. And we have to build our muscles in such a way that not only are we creating successful businesses, but ultimately we are thriving. Our employees are thriving and our communities are thriving.
0: Hmm. I think that uh, really resonates because this idea that everybody wants to thrive. And I think that that's, there's that through line back to what we've been talking about that we kind of teased out in those episodes around impact, right? Being extending, thriving outward. It's not that we're pivoting away from thriving we're saying that those barrier lines of how we draw that circle of who gets included in that need to be pushed further out not just us not just our companies that we lead or play a leadership role in but actually the communities in which our leadership operates and our companies operate in you know because I think I think I could hear this message you know or be listening to this conversation so far if I'm a business leader I'm like a book on justice in 2023 you know, where, where was this in 2020 when everyone was talking about this? I was really grasping for tools and that would have been great to have to navigate. But having read the book, sat with the content, this book is incredibly relevant to our time right now because it, it addresses, I believe this fusion of thriving and justice around the the current state of leadership because people are burnt out. People have this epidemic of, of loneliness, right? As we emerge from the pandemic or in this new season, people are emotionally exhausted after trying to navigate that tidal wave of 2020 with everything going on culturally. So I think it's important that you're naming and, and recognizing where people are in this moment when this book is going out into the world and, and and you're speaking to them in that space, which I think is helpful to hopefully by our tone so far in these episodes. Like this is not a guilt and shame narrative that we're putting out there, but we're also wanting to challenge them to not give up on pushing forward for other people to thrive and for themselves to thrive. Like, let's, let's give you the tools you need. Because I I think the season we're in right now, while the volume doesn't feel as high, almost like the, we're coming down from the wave and we're in a little bit of a trough period, so to speak, but we know the waves are coming again, right? Mm-hmm. absolutely
1: and and just leaders and I talk about this in the book understand that those issues are always there yes whether the volume is high or the volume is low and they're brimming under the surface and if you look at history there's all kinds of seasons where these issues are pricked there's something that causes the wound to be exposed and then all of a sudden we see it lash out in front of us like we have over the last few years And everybody pays attention to it. But then there's always the inevitable subsiding and people proverbially move on. And yet just leaders know that you don't just move on, that these issues are very much prevalent in our world and below the surface, whether you can see them or not, there are things that they have to pay attention to if you want to be world-class as a leader you've got to be able to build your muscles around these issues and know and know how to navigate the cultural landmines that threaten the health and success of your company or your organization and that's why it's imperative that we do this and it's incredibly nuanced hmm. it's incredibly complex and it's so countercultural We live in a world where we're encouraged or even forced to pick a side. Mm. And uh, just leaders know that it's much more complex and nuanced than that. And so they have to develop, again, the wisdom in various situations to know how to navigate much of these issues that what people think are below the surface, but they're really not. Mm. And those who are proactive, pay attention, can see The things around them that other people can't see are the ones that are going to ultimately thrive and have their communities thrive as well. And I I love what you said, because what this does is it expands sort of our territory. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives a broader vision for what we think God can do in and through us. And again, it's not about us at all, (laughs) but God has something more for us. But it includes us. It includes us. Yeah. It's a really great way to say it. God has more for us that we may not even realize. And I hope that when people read this book, that they will come away with it, come away with a broader vision for their leadership.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's being referred to as a field guide, right? For business leaders on navigating this these concepts that really aren't ever match together, which I think is what sets this book apart, right? You've got faith and leadership books out there. You've got leadership and culture books out there, but this triple Venn diagram and the just leader, this book, this work that we're doing operates at the center of that Venn diagram. It's a conversation at the intersection of faith, leadership, and culture, all three together, and most options out there, I'd say all the ones that I've ever seen are usually just picking two of those. The same way they say about mechanics, right? Good, cheap, fast. You got to mm-hmm. pick two because you're not going to find all three. Mm-hmm. We have the secret sauce. I mean, even though it's not prescriptive, like you're saying, it's it's fresh because I don't think this is a conversation. It's holistic in a way that I think it is unique. And it's really exciting to see the way that you fused all these three conversations because they all need to be the same conversation. We need to take these walls down between these three concepts. Yeah.
1: So in the middle of that Venn diagram of faith, leadership, and culture is the just leader. It's a Venn diagram. It's a three-legged stool. They're all equally important. And when they come together, again, it creates that powerful vision for leadership. Mm.
0: Okay. So as we land the plane here, usually this is our time for the bottom line, but... Tell us, tell our listeners what's next for our podcast, what they could expect moving forward with future episodes.
1: Yeah. So we're going to take a bit of a break and we're going to come back in September as the book is hopefully we're we're targeting an October release. So we want to come back in September to begin to preview the book and start talking through some of the high level concepts of the book which we will do in September. And then the hope is once the book is released, we're going to go much deeper into the content. There's so much that we can unpack, uh, which we're really excited about. And so we will marry really the podcast with the release of the book. And hopefully people will find uh, the book to be incredibly helpful and to tandem that with the podcast podcast. Will help us unpack a lot of the things that are conveyed in the book.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be exciting because you're right. It's these are conversations that you never really graduate from. You know, you just you move out into deeper and deeper waters. It's a journey that can really can be lifelong. But we're excited to to go on this journey and have it be a companion tool for the book that's out in the world. Makes people uh, be able to engage with these things in really accessible ways. So, in the meantime, David, what can uh, folks be doing to stay engaged with us as they kind of eagerly await this new content? Well, in the meantime, people,
1: as you have questions, particularly if you've listened to the Thrive series and you want to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us by email at info at 1110leadership.com. We'd love to engage with you in that way. We, this fall, have a new uh, Just Leadership group starting and maybe a couple starting, And so if people are interested in our peer learning groups, we'd love to talk with you about that. Coming off the Thrive series, we also have a sample of our Thrive assessment that you can take at our website at 1110leadership.com. So that's an opportunity. You also can subscribe to our monthly email, our newsletter that comes out every month. We'd love for you to receive that. And then finally, if you want to participate in being on the launch team for the book, The Just Leader, Thriving in a Fractured World, we'd love anyone to join us who would be interested in learning more about the book and then the ways in which they can help us launch
0: it this fall. Mm, I love that. Definitely plenty to do for the next month for our listeners. Not taking the month off, right? Plenty of ways to stay engaged with us, which is really exciting as people leave summer mode and get back into the swing of the fall rhythms. It'll be here before we know it. And we're excited to continue the journey, David.
1: Absolutely, Rob. Thank you.
0: All right. Until next time. To learn more about 1110 Leadership, visit our website at 1110leadership.com. That's the numerals 11, then spelled out T-E-N-leadership.com. That's 11-T-E-N-leadership.com. There, you'll find more resources to equip you on the journey of becoming an 1110 leader. You can also get connected to our growing leadership network. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. To help others find us, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.